Okay, homily number one, hands and voices at the table. Before I begin this story, I would ask to raise your hand if you are or you have been a Eucharistic minister, whether here at Our Lady of Victory or in another community. Okay, so a good number. This story, in a particular way, reaches out to all of you who have served as extraordinary ministers of the Eucharist. It begins like this, or I begin it like this. You become aware of their hands. You notice the look in their eyes. You hear what's not said. Oh, you've been a priest or a deacon or a minister of the Eucharist for a while, and you begin to notice the hands, the body of Christ. You say as you place the host in his or her hands, hands that might be calloused or scarred from work, hands that are gnarled and broken by illness and disease. Hands that care for children, for those who are sick. Hands that care for the elderly. Hands that make music, build boats, cook meals plant gardens, create beautiful things. All of these hands tell the story of these people who have responded to God's invitation to come to this table. This food is their connection with the God who created their stories and breathed life into their beings. And after you've become more comfortable in the role of a Eucharistic minister, of that consecrated bread, you start to look, even for just a second, into their eyes. As you hold up that small white wafer, you see in the communicant's eyes a simple joy of receiving their Lord in the Eucharist. Sometimes you look into their eyes and you see a sadness or a hurt in their eyes, or you can almost hear a note of pain or grief in their amen. You understand that you are not a part of this moment, whether gratitude or grief, relief or despair. This communion is between God and this individual. God is using your hands and you're humbled to be of such use. And when you return to the altar with those fragments, not in a basket, but in a ciborium or on a pattern, you realize the depth of God's love for all of us. 
who come to the table. Week after week, some of us day after day, we come to the, day, the table. We come with our joys, our thanks. We come with our hurts and our doubts, our crises and our griefs. Some days we come with grateful hearts and some days we come broken and distraught. Other times we come gratefully aware of God's presence in our lives and at other times we come wondering if God is really even here. But we come because we know that every time we come, the miracle happens. And Jesus feeds the crowd. And Jesus feeds us. Jesus feeds you. Jesus feeds me. Nora Gallagher writes in her publication, The Sacred Meal, this, and I quote, Communion is meant to be done together. It has to be done in community. You can pray alone. You can fast alone. You can even go on a pilgrimage all alone. But we don't take communion alone. Communion forces us to be with others and to stand with others. Communion forces us to be with strangers and with people we probably would prefer not to be standing next to. Communion brings together people of color and those whose lives are so different from our own. We're struck with each other at the altar. At least for a few moments, suddenly we see those who also need God in their lives. And that's what enables the real miracle to happen. For it's truly the Eucharist that transforms us from a collection of diverse, disconnected souls into a community of faith. Oh, each of us comes here with our own struggles, our own doubts, our own sorrows, our own pain. And if the Eucharist is truly what Jesus intended it to be, it's here that we find Support. It's here that we find compassion from those who come to the table with us. See, today's feast of the body and blood of Christ celebrates our call by Jesus. Our call, the one who fed the multitudes to be the guest. And he calls us to be the waiters. To be participants and to be the hosts at the very banquet of God. And the greatest miracle of all isn't coming to the understanding of believing that 
that which looks like bread and looks like wine is truly the body and the blood of Christ. The miracle happens when you and I become Christ. His compassion, his love, his mercy, his forgiveness for one another. It's when we suddenly come to the realization how we touch and change each other's lives by the power of God working in you, working in me. The very first Mass, not my first Mass, that was with all my family and friends, but the first time I said Mass was across the street from the Dominican House of Studies in Washington, D.C. Some of you, perhaps going to Washington, have gone to the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception. Before family and friends were returning to Rhode Island and different parts of the country, the day after my ordination. On that Friday morning, I said Mass in the Dominicans' chapel across the street at the Shrine of the Immaculate Conception. There were lots of visitors there that day. And as I said Mass in one of the side chapels, there was also a Mass going on in the main body of the church. I remember still the nervousness and the excitement, the anxiety and the fear that I could somehow now do this miracle. And in awe, as I was walking out of the shrine with my family and friends, the bulk of the people that had been in the massive shrine were also all leaving the basilica. There was a group of people who were all filled with excitement and awe and all talking about that celebration they had all just been at. And oddly enough, in the middle of all of them was a man tapping a white cane. He couldn't see them, but he certainly could hear them. They could see him, but they didn't. There are about 12 steps from the top of the doorway to the plaza below. From standing on the side of the steps, suddenly I watched as someone stepped on his cane and he got pushed into the crowd. Never falling to the ground, but kind of bouncing off the people on the steps. He found himself suddenly there at the plaza, standing alone. I wanted to call them all back. I wanted to all ask them all what had just happened. I had heard their excitement. I had seen the excitement of the Eucharist they had just celebrated at. 
They had witnessed that incredible miracle. Bread into the body of Christ, wine into his blood. But they had missed the miracle that they were called to be. The body of Christ. They had never seen the man with the white cane. as he stood there trying to bend his cane back into shape. They were mounting the stairs to get back into their bus. And I walked over to him and took his cane. As I wiped the tears from my face, though he couldn't see my tears. He shared in those tears. And as I apologized, he reached up and touched my face. Jesus is here, he said. Jesus is here. I can feel him now. Jesus is here. Jesus is here because I can feel him now. And in a very special way, in just a few moments, Emma and Elena and Oscar I'm going to approach each one of you. I'm going to invite you to stand, and I'm going to invite you to make a throne for the Lord Jesus. Or as someone, one of our school children, told me a couple weeks ago, wasn't sure what a throne was, but when he received First Communion a few weeks ago, he decided he was making the manger for the Christ child. and he would hold Jesus. And to the three of you, I promise you that Jesus is here and he will be with you at every moment of your life. And every time you need Jesus, I want you to remember today and any time you need Jesus, I want you to do the same thing that you'll do today. I just want you to reach out. And Jesus will come. And you just have to remember that one word. It's all you ever have to remember is, I believe. Because throughout your lives, people will tell you, why do you believe that? Why do you believe it's Jesus? Why do you believe? Don't let go. Believe. Because he loves you. And just like your moms and your dads, make sure every day you get fed, Jesus feeds you. Because he wants you to grow. And he loves you.
And if one day you're thinking this is hard to believe, then remember me. And remember what I told you that I believe. And he's right here. Right now. Always. Waiting for you. Waiting for me. Just open your hands. Open your heart. And Jesus is right here.